2: A Career Musician Podcast. Listen up! Listen up! Keep, keep, keep it to me. Nomad here for episode 14 of the Career Musician Podcast, and today we're talking to bass player extraordinaire Michael Manson. You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast. And now for your host, music director of the stars, Nomad. (laughs) <laughs> we just said some good stuff. So, Mike Manson, Michael Manson, my brother from another mother.
1: <laughs> bass
2: player extraordinaire. I've been introducing him today as the best bass player on planet Earth. Because I don't know what the bass players like are like on Mars or any other planet. On this planet, anyway. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry for that. But, you know, it's true. And we are talking about... So, you tell us about... You've been with George. How long did you play with George before?
0: So I've been with George for... George Duke, that George is. Duke for the last 17 years of his life. Wow. So I met George when I first met Kirk in 1997.
2: Wow, okay.
0: Uh, with the Gospel According to Jazz, Chapter 1.
2: That's right, because you were and, on that. That's right. And that's down when I met Nashville. you. That's Down in Nashville. In Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That band was you, Paul Jackson. Paul Jackson. Kirk. Right. Who was on drums? Was it Sean McCurley? No, it no. wasn't. It was J.D. Blair. J.D. Blair! And George on keys. And George on keys. Was there an auxiliary keys? I don't remember.
0: I don't I think, think so. so. Yeah. I don't think so.
2: Wow.
0: No? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Jerry Peters played organ. Jerry Peters played organ. That's yes. right.
2: Yes. So we were just talking about the fact that we had smooth jazz for all these years, and but we we prefer to call it contemporary jazz as musicians. Absolutely, yeah. now, I I don't like the moniker I smooth. Can't jazz. I don't think any of us. Yeah, right. Can't stand. so contemporary jazz slash smooth jazz for marketing purposes, and then back in the day when we were coming up, if we played hardcore quote unquote fusion, right, cats weren't the suits, the executives weren't digging it. No, I'm sorry, cats musicians were digging it. Right, but not the marketing people. And and certainly not the radio people. And not the radio people. And that's what you needed. Right. That's how the smooth jazz, quote unquote, evolved. Absolutely. Because we needed radio to get the mechanical and performance royalties. Correct. So, but now we're sitting here talking about Snarky Puppy, Robert Glasper, all these fusion jam band-esque kind of people, and they have obliterated the need for the middleman Absolutely,
0: yeah. Right? They bypassed it. Bypassed it, totally.
2: And we're talking their platform is social, YouTube and Instagram. Correct. But if you and I would have done that years ago, it wouldn't have went over. No. So what the heck, is it because of the technological advancement, do you
0: think? Everything has to do with social media now. So it's like uh, all music. I mean, even all your music sales, I'm sure you know this, all your music sales are not going to come from... from, Radio is... um, is nothing but another marketing tool in in one of, it's one of many. It's not the be-all, end-all anymore. Like it used to be, like terrestrial radio. Absolutely. Or even internet but, radio.
2: But now it's the internet and satellite.
0: It's all about social media platforming now.
2: How much of that is involved in your marketing as a contemporary jazz artist?
0: So, um, to the point where I have to hire somebody to do it. <laughs>
2: and are you hiring this person On a monthly, quarterly, I weekly? Hire
0: monthly. Well, or, I hire so monthly Or per gig the, basis? No, no, no So three months I, I usually do a campaign of three months oh. And then after the three months I'll take it over and, and do what I can with it
2: For the release of a new single For or the release a new
0: single new, yeah, I hire a uh, uh, social media person To get the buzz going Absolutely positively
2: And have you seen a good ROI on that?
0: I have yeah. I have, you okay. know, and I don't know if I'll, if I'll, I will if i do not see everything in financial dollars. Okay. You know, I see, you know, I see the ROI as, as some dollars, but it's, it, but the marketing that happens will will last outlast the dollars, in that gotcha. you know that it will it will pay off. Your imaging will pay off. If not now, it will pay off later. So it's a long term right
2: because you're hour. cultivating an audience. Absolutely. And the more people that lay hands eyes and ears on your material, your music, the better it is at the end of the day. Absolutely. Because you're you're an infectious musical being. So once
0: people get it to experience that, once they get a chance to experience it, then you that, got you got them. You know, till until that happens Man. Nothing
2: happening. It's like the chicken or the egg. So, what came first? The for you, the solo gigs as an artist, or the gigs as an artist, or the relationships with those promoters and agents? Like in other words, how? If in other words, if we were talking to uh, an aspiring musician in this genre, in this field, right. and they say, "Well, how do I do it?" I mean, because what I'm learning through time, and the older we get, everything is. We're talking about it at dinner. Everything is cultivated. It's relationship. Sure, absolutely,
0: yeah. Um, I would say uh, that I I've had to. This is just personal. I've had to have a relationship with suits.
2: <laughs> suits being the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the business yes, people, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the money people, the proverbial suits. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Enough to get me in the door, you know. Um, and then the the artist to the audience relationship has has grown over time. Again, getting getting people to see because uh, a, a lot of people have seen me in the audience, even the audience that I have. A lot of people have seen me in, in a different situation, or with George too, with George or Kirk, Kirk or, 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 or whomever, because you who, played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Uh, so I've been out there And they've said,
2: Oh that's that guy They recognize you Right away uh, yeah. Oh now Excuse that me guy. They connect the dots Right
0: And then uh, But it, but you know I would literally say That most of the money I spend in PR And in advertising mm-hmm. Is for them To connect that dot
2: But once they connect it Then you've won We're good Because now you have A place on their shelf So to speak Absolutely In their living room Right And again That's a hypothetical That's a That's a uh, A virtual space sure because now it's all digital so no no longer a cd case no but it's a space in their playlist on spotify itunes whatever they listen on yeah yeah or their satellite whatever michael is laying down the truth here from social media to radio marketing campaigns and all the cats that he's played with this man is a wealth of knowledge. If you like George Duke, Jeff Lorber, or Larry Carlton, Kirk Whale, and David Sanborn, just to name a few, then you've heard Michael play before because he's played with all of those artists and many more. But look, the main point of this episode is moving from sideman to center stage. And that's exactly what Michael did. Take note and listen to how he runs his business and day-to-day operations.
1: Hello Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price.
0: Wow. And I mean, you know, I've been blessed in, in, to the fact uh, where Satellite has, you know, really done uh, a bang up job for me. Really? Absolutely. Watercolors? Watercolors specifically.
2: And how did that come about? Like, how do you.
0: Well, I want to say that, that that station itself is one of the last bastions of, of, mm. of good music. You know, where you could actually turn on...
2: I agree. And you hear it and you're like, oh, this yeah, is so good. Yeah. yeah, this
0: is, you know... They
2: curate nice material.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So they've been... But how did you get in that mix? That's the key. What spawned that relationship that you said, oh, wow, it's official. I have a connection there at Satellite.
0: Right. Again, um, it was one of those things where they knew of me already because of Kirk. Because of Kirk. Uh, And then um, I forgot uh, You know A really good Promotions Radio promotions guy Who Who cultivated A relationship And now they I can call them And say hey How you doing You know Are you playing A new record You know How much you playing A new record You
2: call them directly I can call Well I can You can If you want Just a follow
0: up Yeah But but no I still You know I've got good radio people
2: And how did you Acquire that Radio promotion uh, Relationship
0: it was through my first record deal. Okay. And he was working for the record company. Gotcha. And he has since gone on to, to do freelance. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, and it, it's important to find people uh, who are on your team who really, really care about you and oh, care about the music.
2: I couldn't agree more.
0: You know, um, it's not just another gig, mm. as it were. Um, so this guy really works hard and he works hard for me because he cares he cares about the music and rest assured if there was something that I came out with and he didn't feel it
2: yeah he'd be like man you know what man we should you know can we choose something else you know so in that sense it's good you're acting you're governing yourself just like a record label was Mm -hmm. so a record label is not going to tell you we'll just go in and record one song Mikey and we'll promote it no (laughs) that's why you do 10 right because out of the 10 hopefully you get two, three, four four good ones absolutely so your radio guy Right. Is acting in that manner of right. the A and R, and you guys, and you're object, you're objective enough. You stand back, right? Right,
0: because say, you know you have to have somebody, another set of ears that says, okay, right. Hey, I know the market. This is probably going to fly,
2: or this is probably not going to fly. Subscribe to the Career Musician podcast on iTunes. With the advent of information and the technology age, yes. It has become so easy to self-promote, self-market, and basically be a DIY artist all the way around. However, let us not forget that we must learn to run our show like a business. When I say show, I mean the whole kit and caboodle, folks. So we're talking about not just writing, producing, creating, recording the music, but now we're talking about building radio campaigns, social media campaigns, marketing campaigns in various media outlets, but also having your team of people that you trust around you and who really believe in you so that they can give you honest feedback about your songs, your tone, your sound, your projections, and where you're headed as an artist overall. Let's be honest, this is really hard. It takes time to find these people that you can trust and count on, and it takes time to develop all the different aspects of basically what a record label has. But I truly believe that we can do it. And look, don't take my word for it. Just look at YouTube. Look at Instagram. Look at all the live concerts around you. There's tons of artists out there doing it every day. And you can too. Is it similar with the booking agent? I believe that's the last piece of the puzzle, right? So now you have you have your social media marketing campaign, you have your radio campaign, but then you need an agent. Right.
0: Someone who's so what does the agent do? Yes. So the agent, again, has to be the person who really, really believes in has you. Has a vested interest in you, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And believes in what you're doing because at some point, he's going to get a return on his investment as well. And that's what they're looking for. And again, to have somebody who's booking you, who who's, who feels like this is just another gig, they're not going to work that hard for you. You don't want that. You just don't want it, you know. Uh, but the guy that I have right now, you know, will bend over backwards for me. Yeah, I and, see. Even if there's, you know, some things that he'll bring to me that are not so cool, and I feel like I probably have to take it just for exposure's sake, you know, and say, okay, but, you know, I'm with you on this.
2: So you might be a little more willing to take less of a guarantee. Absolutely. To get your foot in the door with this particular venue or audience.
0: It's called investing in the market. That's right. Investing in the market. You know, and you do what you have to do to get into the market.
2: I know. Everything you do is so dope. Everything you write, everything you play, everything you compose, produce is freaking amazing. <laughs> I get it. Sometimes we all think and feel like that. And what we create is very dear and near to our hearts most often. However, we still are creating music to be out there in the marketplace for various multimedia uses, whether it's for somebody just listening to it or whether it's used as underscore in TV or film or in online media, etc. But the most important thing is that you have somebody on your team that you can talk to, that you trust, and when they give you constructive criticism, you don't get offended, but rather you take it with a grain of salt and move on or you try to make some corrections to make it more commercially viable. And at the end of the day, if you're an artist, that's really what you want. You want people to purchase your music, to download it, to stream it, to wanna to keep coming back for more. You want program directors at radio stations, whether it's terrestrial or internet streaming, etc. You want those people to keep coming back to you, bloggers and playlist curators. You want them to keep seeking your sound. So what Michael's saying here is pretty paramount, in my opinion. And I think we could all learn something from this aspect. Learning the secrets of the industry from the veterans who know it best. Be sure to subscribe to the Career Musician Podcast. All right, question. On your daily routine, mm-hmm. if you split up your day yeah. in a pie formation, right? Sure. So, how much is personal and family? How much is music business related? And how much is actually being creative and getting your hands on your instrument or creating a track? Out of those three things. So, you have your, your personal family, your, your business stuff, and then your music stuff. On a daily basis, what does that look like for you?
0: I don't know if I could scale it down because each day is so different. Different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like on a Monday morning, where everything is kind of silent, I could spend you know four, maybe five hours uh, being creative on my instrument, practicing, getting my technique down. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Yeah. On a Wednesday. I can't spend any.
2: When the know? week's picking up yeah. and everybody's returning <laughs> phone calls and right, emails. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
0: uh, you know, so it depends on the day, you know. Right. Um, family time is usually on the weekends, you know. Right. Uh, the Sunday Sunday family time is, is is extremely important right you need that um, but yeah it, it just changes day to day honestly I don't know if there's this you know And I guess I'm a typical musician in that my schedule is
2: not so regimented. it's fluctuating right <laughs> it's that's what I'm finding <laughs> yeah because more and more I try to say okay from this time to this time I'm going to do this and this and every time I try to say, you know put <coughs> a schedule implement a schedule like that it never works it never works, never
0: works man it's Isn't fun, that a trip? You know? you know, and I've been playing, you know. I mean, years. we've
2: been doing this for a long time. A
0: long time, yeah. Man. And and you know, you you may be able to pull it off for
2: a week or two, maybe. Maybe, you know. And it's like uh, after that, man, no. And then let's talk about inspiration. Sure. Because inspiration can hit at 2 a.m. Absolutely. Or 10 a.m. Absolutely. Or 2 p.m. You never know what's going to Absolutely.
0: Hit. Yeah, absolutely. I was in, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was just, you know, you know, got up at about 2 o'clock in the morning, man, I could go back to sleep, and I got inspired to, to write a tune. And you did this. Uh, and it was like, okay. So I sat in bed, or got up just outside of the bed, and yeah. wrote a tune out. It. it was like.
2: How about those times when you get up at 2, 3, or 4 a.m., and then you can't go back to sleep, and then you're up all day? Right? Uh-huh. Those are the trippy days.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I just came off a tour, and uh, that's the so it, that's kind of, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I I did an Asian tour all of October. Nice. October. With? Uh, Jeff Lober. Oh, beautiful. Fusion. Beautiful. And uh, so.
2: I think I saw some pictures on that. Yes, yeah. I did.
0: And uh, so it was cool. But man, I mean, at this point now, I still get up at two or three o'clock You I can can't run. get your schedule. I can't get my schedule right. Wow. And I've been home for a week and a half then. Wow. So. <laughs> what countries? Japan? Uh, we did Japan, we did uh, China. Nice. And we did Australia. Nice.
2: As touring musicians, we get it. Man, we're in a different time zone every other day, it seems like sometimes, especially when you're doing world stuff. So one of the things that I try to adhere to when I'm traveling, even domestically, but especially overseas, is whenever I land and I get settled in the hotel, I drop my bags, throw on some workout clothes, and immediately do some kind of workout, and preferably something with cardio. So I might hit the treadmill, and honestly, I like to do a minimum of 30 minutes, preferably an hour. So it's the treadmill, the bicycle, Or if I'm in an environment that's familiar and, you know, safe and I don't have to worry about getting lost or not knowing where I'm at, I will go out for a run. And that's even cooler because now you're in a different city or different state, especially in a different country. That's really stimulating and fun. So I like to do that as soon as I land, get to the hotel, get situated, bam, I'm off to some kind of a workout that usually helps me get acclimated. And then I try to get on a sleeping pattern that helps me to assimilate to that schedule. So when I have to perform, I'm not literally falling asleep on stage. What's the name of the new album? Straight Up. Straight Up. Michael Manson. Yep. All your social media handles? Twitter's at uh, Michael Manson. Yep. Facebook, Mike Manson. Mike Manson.
0: Instagram, Mike Manson 5. Gotcha. We're
2: going to have to do a whole other interview to talk I about know, your, your training and how you came up sure. and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I love you, Mike Manson. I love you too, brother. <laughs> you don't
0: know how much, man. You bad right. mother. <laughs> Shut
2: your mouth.
0: Go to pantheonpodcast.com/slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
2: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
0: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the US.
2: Make your voice heard. Leave a review and subscribe at the Career Musician Podcast. And I just want to say, speaking of Michael, he is an amazingly humble dude and a gentle spirit, but so immensely talented. I've worked with him for eight years in the Kirk Whalen Band, and we just had the time of our lives. I learned so much from him. His technique is impeccable, Yet he still plays with so much passion and soul. And, and he's just, just a spirited person. As you can tell, he's always smiling, always laughing. Just a great person to be around. So positive And he has endured so many life struggles. I know from, from a personal aspect because I do know him so well. But you know what? He still lets his light shine. And I know that might sound a little cheesy, but it's the truth. This man eats, lives, breathes, sleeps the gospel that he believes in which is Christianity and he is a living testament to that and whether you believe that or not it's okay my point is that Michael exemplifies what he believes in to the umpteenth extent and it shows it comes through in his music for sure
0: started let's get it started right here we go one two
2: and by the way all the music you've been listening to throughout this episode is michael's from his various cds you can purchase all of his music online on itunes i also believe you can stream it on all of the services, as well as check it out on SoundCloud. And his website is simply MikeManson.com. I think it's really important that I mention Michael is the founder and president and head of all faculties over at the Musical Arts Institute in Chicago. And let me tell you, they are giving back to the community. They're really helping less fortunate families and children learn to play instruments, learn music theory, learn how to read and write music, learn how to perform, do recitals. It's an amazing, amazing organization that they have put together. If you feel so inclined, if you feel it in your heart, please donate to their cause. It's a great cause and it will not go unappreciated. As we all know, music is one of the greatest gifts that we have to experience. All right, we're going to wrap it up. That's another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Please do me a favor. Whatever platform you're listening on, please leave a review and subscribe so we can gain more listeners and get more visibility out there because I truly believe these positive messages need to be heard by all of the musicians out there, especially the aspiring professional career musicians and even the hobbyists or just fans of music. Why not? And uh, once again, thank you so much. We are on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's just simply at The Career Musician. So the little at sign and then The Career Musician. You can use Instagram and and Facebook just as a little glimpse, but if you really want to check out the episodes, dive into your podcast platforms and there you have it. Of course, you can always hashtag Career Musician. I typically use that hashtag in all of my posts so you can find everything that I'm doing. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and we'll see you next week for episode 15 I'm just a nomad nowhere man writing the songs in this one man band a man